Hey, and welcome to Cinedrunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol. Brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, joined by Nathan. Hey there. And Elizabeth. Hello. Um, so today, in honor of the one-year anniversary of our Cinedrunk podcast, yeah, we have been drinking and chatting and for watching a year straight. for a year straight. Well, many years, really, but now you all have to listen to it. <laughs> um, but in that honor, we have decided to do a very special bracket today, which is our guilty pleasure showdown. Mm-hmm. We all picked our own top 10 guilty pleasure movies, and then we had two agreed upon. And so we have 32 guilty pleasure movies that we will be eliminating down to the number one guiltiest, guiltiest pleasure. pleasure. Amen. All time. <laughs> <laughs> And in honor of guilty pleasures, we're going all out with our drinks today, which are um, for for the Matt and the Elizabeth in the room, <laughs> gin and ginger, um, which Indeed. is I believe the the quite um, high high class Schweppes ginger ale, mm-hmm. luxury ginger ale, yes. um, small batch. <laughs> All ginger organic, ale. still ginger chunks in it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, some sort of gin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. Some like weak old lime wedges. Mm-hmm. So perfect, basically. Yeah. And as for me, I am drinking basically a 40 of Corona, <laughs> <laughs> which is a long held tradition for me mm. of guilty pleasureness. Mm-hmm. Um, it always brings me back to my days when I would visit the homestead of my parents and uh, stay up late at night drinking Corona, eating Cheetos, and watching House Hunters Sounds good. International. <laughs> um, Sounds like nothing to be guilty so, about. No. Well, lots of guilt all rolled into one. <laughs> um, and we're also eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So Indeed we are. No we're, shame. we're making a night of it. And uh, that's really all there is to say. No recipes <laughs> to speak of this no. week. No, simple. So let's get to the movies, I guess. Yeah, so um, in terms of guilty pleasures, we um, definitely made longer lists of, of what we were thinking of including, and a lot of them were movies that were from our childhood or that we, like the movies that we think of when we think of movies or things that we're really attached to and we made each other get rid of ones that we thought were either too successful, too well-known, or just too good a, a film. So we got a, yeah. a lot of crap. Yes. That is, I mean, there's there's some some gems in here. Yeah, there are a few that are maybe less guilty and more cult movies that maybe That's just true. weren't totally successful in their time. But then there are some that are pretty despicable, but we, in the best for way. whatever way, have loved them since our childhood. Amen. And what's that saying you compress a pile of shit hard enough and it becomes a diamond. Sure, let's compress. Is that that verbatim what the same is? I think that is exactly (laughs) it. So, we're going to choose round one and we're going all out random. Totally random. I think you already said that. We've put them into a bowl and we're going to pick them by chance. Okay. Oh, and I'm the one picking and I picked two of mine. Um... (laughs) Number one is Deep Impact, yes. that uh, classic 1990s disaster 
film. Which <laughs> disaster of a disaster. Elijah <laughs> Wood, I believe Taylioni. Yes. One of my yeah. all-time favorite yeah. actresses. Lily Sobieski. Lily Sobieski. Morgan um, Freeman. Yeah. Yeah, one of many times Morgan Freeman has played the president, as far as I can recall. Female director. Um, FYI. Really? Well, yeah, Mimi Lito. Did oh, yes, not know that. Letter. Anyway, so there's that. And then that's up against Snake Eyes, <laughs> starring my dear friend Nick Cage. <laughs> dear friend. Good friends. Friend um, of Cinedrunk, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> he would totally be a friend of Cinedrunk. Yeah. Get his agent. And I would feel guilty about Nick Cage is agent, so I'm sure are listening to this right now. Put, put us in touch. But this was in his, like, prime... Nicholas, he was still yeah. in his prime... I'm actually surprised he didn't get Oscar nominated for Snake Eyes. <laughs> it was only a few years uh, after his Oscar win. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the boxing movie... Um, well... Whatever. It's a movie. Yep. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you should really watch it. It's a it's movie. beautiful. Um, I don't know. This is hard. I can't really pick. I can't be the first both. Well, I'm 100% both... Deep Impact. Yeah. Give uh, me an asteroid and some destruction yeah. that's not Nicolas Cage any day. Yeah. I mean, we do know that we all have a soft spot for disaster movies, and yeah. I have a soft yeah. spot for my crush on... On Elijah Wood. Yeah, he really—he's at Elijah. his best in Deep Impact. He's yeah. still young and sprightly; hasn't grown that Hobbit hair yet. Um, <laughs> that, that wasn't real. I, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say Snake Eyes. Seek it out. It's worth. It's worth a watch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have uh, Never Been Kissed. Yes. Versus. Mall rats. Ooh. Mm. So this is one of Elizabeth's versus one of mine. Um, well, I'm gonna vote mall rats because it's mine that I have in there. I legit love mall rats. It is. I can totally understand. This is utter garbage. Yeah, like Kevin Smith has made some garbage, but this right. is like bottom of the barrel. Hasn't he made mostly garbage? No. Entertaining garbage. He's got some gems in there. Yeah. One or two. I'm always, a, I'm I, always more of a dogma fan, but um. Yep. Ooh, I do. Like I love chasing Amy yeah. too. Oh, chasing Amy! Sure. Yeah, I always forget. Sort of that that's him. I do like Mallrats a lot, but I'll just go ahead and go because I, I know that Nathan will be the deciding vote. Yeah. Because I'm clearly going never been kissed. I love that movie. Started my Michael Vartan crush. Based on your life, is it? Based on my never life. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I'm, I'm a reporter, and I went undercover in a high school. and At the age of 30. Probably. Yeah, and I fell in love with my teacher. It was a whole thing, so... Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, my problem with this whole scenario of uh, uh. guilty pleasure brackets is that so many of these movies, it's been years and years and years and years. Oh, years that's what makes it so good. <laughs> I know, but I don't even remember what I saw yesterday, so... <laughs> I, it, I'm kind of grasping at any sort of memory I have. Is Never Been Kissed, that's Drew Barrymore? Yes. Correct. Does well, it involve some sort of French fry drive through situation? No, 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 that's a totally different movie with her <laughs> and Luke Wilson. No, this is one where and she's in fries. Chicago. Home fries. fries. Okay, yeah. well, in honor of home fries, I'm going for Never Been Kissed. <laughs> 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 Dick. No, I was going to vote for Never Been Kissed anyway, because 
I do remember that much more than Mallrats. Okay, James well, Mallrats, FYI, was also filmed at my hometown's uh, mall, yeah. Eden Prairie Center, Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Yeah, well, Nathan, but it's and, also I, Nathan and I were not fancy Eden Prairie kids, so... No. Yeah, no movies ever. Well, you've never been kissed. <laughs> I mean, whatever. If, if never I had been to kissed. Never be kissed to eventually get to kiss Michael Vartan. I'd be fine. Oh, I'm so delighted. The first movie um, in our next bracket is Spice World. <laughs> yes. Another Spice one of mine. Life. Also based on my life. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh no, this one's so hard. Versus Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, oh shit. wow! This is rough. This is, we've got a real, we've got a real matchup on our hands, folks. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's maybe eight-year-old Elizabeth versus twelve-year-old Elizabeth. Mm. One when I was a little bit younger, and then I was like prime middle school age for Spice World. I feel like Troop Beverly Hills is the better movie. Oh, I think I think they're equally but I think, matched quality but at, least true, but at least Troop Beverly Hills has like a narrative. <laughs> that is true. That is Which true. Spice World is not. However, Spice World is like if you think of a guilty pleasure, that is about as guilty. Oh God, as I would th- I would put Troop Beverly Hills. I mean, I'm gonna vote Troop Beverly Hills. Troop Beverly Hills is, is one of mine. Sure. I mean, this is like infamous that like. Shelley Long left Cheers at like the height of its popularity, and like the first <laughs> the first film that came out like after this, when she was like going to be a movie star, was Troop Fucking Beverly Hills. Like, <laughs> no, just no. But it's so good. The animated opening credits, and, yes, uh, all of her outfits. Yes, I mean my sister and I watched that movie a ton. Oh, it's so rewatchable. That's a, a lot of these. I mean, that's what makes a guilty pleasure. It's totally right. rewatchable. Not that Spice World isn't rewatchable. This is really, really tough. So then I think of like the, when there's the kid in the coma, and Posh Spice is like, "It's Victoria Malcolm." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no Spice World is great. But I'm narrowly going to stick with the one that I put in there, which is True Beverly Hills. Uh, and I'm guessing you're going Spice World. No, I actually haven't decided because I Ooh. really love True Beverly Hills, too, and I can't decide which. Well, which. I'll make it easy for you. I narrowly say True Beverly Hills. Oh, Fair enough. Um, and it's it's really too bad for Spice World that yeah. it came up against, yeah. against this. But for all the reasons that Matt said. And actually, I, I saw both of these... For the first time when I was on the older side, like in the past three, four years. Right, we had a Spice World viewing party. We did. <laughs> Victoria! But it's also in honor of Shelley Long. That will come up a little later for me. <laughs> but and she has a yeah. soft spot. Shelley Long, yeah. Shelley Long, Bette Midler, Dolly yeah. Parton. Yeah. They're all up there and we'll probably hear from them again. I think we, we will. Okay. What do we got? So, uh, next we have Cruel Intentions mm-hmm. up against side. Straight Talk. Yes. These are both mine. So, okay, so obviously Cruel yeah. Intentions people know. Straight Talk, I don't think either of them have seen, but speaking of Dolly Parton, this movie I have not seen in at least like 12 years. The premise is roughly like Dolly Parton leaves like a bad marriage or a bad town and goes to this new town and like inadvertently stumbles upon. <laughs> you don't even upon... know if it's a marriage or a town. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. 
It's been a, it's been a long ass time. But that's, that's why it's going to be so great to try to describe the plot of this film. And she like ambles into this new town. It's like a bigger city. And somehow, like, inadvertently winds up becoming, like, a talk show host for a radio (laughs) program where James Woods is, like, the... He's either, like, a producer or he becomes the love interest and there's all this conflict. It's a romantic comedy that's really awful. I mean, Dolly Parton is your your lead, and this is in, like, the mid-80s. It's so good. Or it's probably, like, early 90s, actually. Probably early 90s, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so good, but it's really, really, really not on all levels. Oh, God, but I don't know if I would pick that over Cruel Intention. But you should all check out Straight Talk. No, I mean, I'm sold. I'm, I'm it's straight amazing. For it just for like, near the end, there's, like, all. a climax of, like, if you believe, honk your horn. And there's, like, this whole, like, montage of people in this town, like, stopping their tra- stopping way, in traffic to honk their horn. By the way, spot on Dolly. <laughs> oh, I can do Dolly in my sleep. I've got the chest for it. <laughs> let's, let's go, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are learning so much about us. I hope so. <laughs> this this is nothing if not an informative podcast. <laughs> now, I think I'm conflating Cruel Intentions with Final Destination. Oh. Is, <laughs> is Cruel Intentions a Ryan Phillippe yes. joint? Yes. Okay. Ryan Phillippe, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar, Reese Witherspoon. That's but, where Reese and Ryan met. It is. That Reese love. Witherspoon. Yeah. yeah, she's what the. About it's Campbell, based on like dangerous liaison. That's wild things. Yeah, you're, it's the one where Sarah Michelle Geller and Ryan Phillippe are step brothers. Okay, yes. yes. Well, and then they make like a, make bet. a bet about yeah. him trying to bed virginal Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. It's based on like dangerous liaisons, yeah. but it's like super teen, nineteen ninety nine. It like that epitomizes nineteen ninety nine. It also me. has uh, Selma Blair. Selma Blair, which means pivotal. One of the pivotal years in American cinema, and you say, which is 1999, and you say, Cruel Intentions epitomizes that year. Well, because I was the, 14. Like, teen, that defines, yeah, like, the teen movie. like, there was that, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, <laughs> boy bands. Like, that was 1999. Selma Blair was in yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, Ryan Phillippe's hairstyle. Yeah. Like and um, Joshua Jackson is in it and has the frosted oh, yes. tips. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the last year you could get away with hydrogen peroxide. Um, <laughs> Cruel Intentions gets my vote, but that's obvious. I think I've it gets my vote too, but you yeah, should all see mine. Straight Talk. It gets mine as well. Because Straight Talk. And if for no other reason, Bittersweet Symphony, which right. will be my symphony dreams now because you can't say I think that's a pretty symphony. good movie, too. I mean, it's clearly... it's. I don't know. I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, it, I mean, it's derived from better films, but... Well, I mean, they did make that sequel with Amy Adams. Oh, no. Well, next we have uh, the classic Grease 2. Yes! Oh, Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer. Versus, ooh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. No. Which is, no lie, probably in my top ten films of all time. I've probably seen Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion more than any other film ever. Well, I'm so sad that it's coming up. All of mine are really just coming up against super strong, strong movies. Well, it's because you got bad Greek taste. Movies. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> 
I have I went true guilty pleasure. I that's true. true. That's true. Like, that is bottom of the barrel <laughs> shitty movies that I love. Wait, so how does Michelle Pfeiffer fit into this? Is she Sandy? No, there's so no Sandy. They She's flip, the lead. They flip the gender in Greece too, in that it's Sandy's cousin, an Australian guy, um, who's like very straight laced. And Michelle Pfeiffer is part of the Pink Ladies, but she wants a cool ride. <laughs> ride. And I can sing the whole song for you. Please do. I used to perform it in my in my playroom as a child. Or last week. Or last week. Anytime I could see like a um, a ladder that is actually double sided, so it has the mm. steps on both sides, I always want to do my cool rider dance. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I do love that movie. But I, I would also vote for Romeo and Michelle's because that movie is so spectacular. Oh, it's legit amazing. It's so funny. Well, I have to say, in it was either fourth or fifth grade that my three best friends and I um, did a little number for the church talent show <laughs> oh, no. from, from Greece, the the first, the, the first original time. Greece, we go together, mm-hmm. like Ramalamalama, yes. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and um, we also did it for our fourth slash fifth grade classroom. I don't know how I survived on the playground after that. Um, but, alas, it was not from Greece 2, it was from Greece, so. No, which no one should feel guilty for liking Greece. Romeo and Michelle's gets my vote as well. I would just like to say before we move on that I am pretty sure my sister and I have seen Grease 2 many, many, many more times than we have ever seen Grease. Grease 2 is our jam. Grease, we're like, eh, whatever. Girl for All Seasons from Grease 2, we could sing Oh, yes, that right one. I love that scene. Jan, I'm sick of being a tree. I, just, I mean, I could perform all of Grease 2 for you right now, but I won't. That'll be the next podcast. <laughs> the next podcast is just... We're going to reenact all of those movies. <laughs> yeah, it's just us reenacting all of our guilty pleasures. I can't wait for the straight talk. Yes, because um, I know it so well. All right, here's one of Matt's. Our, oh, next, our next matchup is Heartbreakers. Yes. Versus Air Force One. Yes. Oh. Harrison. Definitely heartbreakers. Oh my god. Sigourney Weaver, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's like a definition of a guilty Is pleasure. Heartbreakers the menage thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Gene Hackman and one of his like Back final roles. Beck in USSR. Sigourney Weaver is just dynamite in this movie. She is incredible. You know, sentimentally, Air Force One has this in the bag for me because that's I mean, I grew, I was raised on Air Force yeah. One. Yeah. Literally, on Air Force One. I was you were the president's right. daughter. But <laughs> That should be in your Chasing Liberty, your first daughter. Just wait yeah. till my memoirs are released. Um, <laughs> Chasing Liberty, Matt, but, good. Mm-hmm. But I do, again, this is one I've seen only in my adult years, but Heartbreakers is a true gem. It, is, it, it really is. is. It's really great. Sigourney Weaver it is the same director as Romy Michelle's, and right. he has not directed another film since then, which just in, makes me so livid. Yeah. Like, these are two of my favorite movies ever. They shouldn't be, but they are. 
And he hasn't made a movie since then. This one's really hard for me because Heartbreakers would normally get it just on the Sigourney Weaver alone because she's so great. Mm-hmm. But you do have to put up with some of the Jennifer Love Hewitt and the Jason <laughs> Lee love story. I love Jason Lee. I mean, that love story is crap. Mostly because of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Right. It gets a dot. It's like the Annie McDowell thing. You get a point <laughs> off. Is, yeah. <laughs> Minus <laughs> one for Jennifer <laughs> Love Hewitt. And then on Air Force <laughs> One, <laughs> you, have, you have Gary Oldman you doing do. his wonderful Glenn Russian Close. accent. And then you have the get off my plane moment, <laughs> which is just... That happens in, in Heartbreakers as well. It doesn't. It's like my yacht. I also, no, I think I'm going to have to go with Air Force One. It was the first R-rated movie I was allowed to see. I went with my mom to see it. I really loved that movie. I could also probably reenact that whole movie. I can't wait to hear your. But that one's really hard because I also love Heartbreakers, and if you have not seen it, everyone, you should. Yeah, it's such a bubbly, just easy watch. But really, Sigourney Weaver is so fabulous in that movie. I wish she would do. More. I love her doing comedy. Yeah, I mean, she's gr- she's equally great at drama and comedy. Right. She needs some better roles. Agreed. Okay. What's next? Well, we have Con Air, yes. a brilliant companion to Air Force One. Yeah. And goes going up against Clue. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Con Air grosses me the out. The Macho versus the <laughs> Femme. Yeah. I As think Matt it's the. Says it grosses isn't it Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's like all I think of. I think Dave of Con Chappelle, John yes. Malkovich. Yeah. I kid you not, my, oh, my middle brother, older brother, but John the middle Cusack. one. Oh, always gross. John Cusack is not my brother. But he's no. Sorry, I'm <laughs> As usual, my. Insights fall in deaf ears. They do not. They do not. I'm <laughs> not you have my undivided attention now. My middle brother, I swear, watched Con Air every single day for a two-month stretch. And I <laughs> no. just could not understand. I mean, I I thought it was a brilliant movie in its way, but I could not. I, I did end up getting sick of it. But that being said, I still have to vote for Con Air because... Um, because of the Steve Buscemi of it all. <laughs> that's that, that's a plus one for you. That's Steve a plus Buscemi. one. And Clue, I think, is overrated. Oh, wow! I said it. I said it. Get out. We are no longer friends. I am your singing telegram. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I okay, love that Pooh. is the best. That's the best part. <laughs> oh my god, that cat, Madeline fucking Con. Breathe, <laughs> I Brennan. Yeah, no, that Tim Curry. Yeah. the whole cast. Yeah, <laughs> I would be okay with. It you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. <laughs> Any cook will tell you that. But look what happened to the cook. <laughs> Or when she's screaming and he slaps her. He's like, I had to stop her screaming. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. And it's so rewatchable. I would love for them to remake 
Clue with a different like rotating cast once a year, uh, and I would go to it every time. I'd be so Rachel afraid Dratch though, because the beginning. Oh, Rachel Dratch. She'd yes, be she could be any character. She could be any character. Mr. Potty. Oh. I mean, I think I have to. I have to go with Clue. Yeah, I mean, Clue would be in my clue is one I almost didn't include because it didn't feel guilty enough because I think that's true I mean it's definitely become a cult classic right that's fairly well regarded but in its time it was maybe not right the best received which but, is why I say it's overrated I'm not saying it's bad no yeah clue is probably my top 10 of all time and I, I loved that love like it. Neil Patrick Harris and his Oscar opening song like was listing all this these classic films yes and then just snuck clue in there yes just, well just shows its, its, its power. Lasting power. Uh, next, <clears throat> we have Waterworld. Yes! <laughs> Kevin Costner of it all. Versus Volcano. Oh, yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Fire versus, versus water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Um, well, I will get the ball rolling. In that the volcano was mine, full disclosure that I put in. Gabby Hoffman. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually agree with the Waterworld consensus that it's a terrible movie. So I was bored to death, and I actually hate Waterworld. So it's very easy for me to go with Volcano, which I <laughs> loved at the time. I mean, I know if I watched it, now, oh, it's I ludicrous. Would be like, what is happening, <laughs> Anne Heche? Yeah. Paired with Tommy Lee Jones. Now, there is not a... <laughs> sparks. Sparks are flying. Just powder keg of charisma <laughs> and sexual tension between her and Tommy Lee Jones. I think that's like the classic pairing. Like, you think of, like, <laughs> Bogey and Bacall, like, maybe Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones, Jones and, and Anne H. <laughs> Those are, like, right up there. <laughs> It's so preposterous, but once again, it's like Deep Impact. It's that, you know, giant... Disaster dis- movie. Destruction yeah. disaster like movie. Like watch a big city get, like, yeah. screwed over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyone who knows me knows I'm such a dirty slut for disaster movies. <laughs> so. Exactly how I would describe it. So, even though Waterworld was my entry, um... I do want to say that at the time, I was I was young enough that I had no concept of what even made a good movie. I had no concept of even being bored because at least, I mean, Waterworld was so visually interesting because it, it was so distinctive mm-hmm. um, that I enjoyed it, but I haven't seen it since. Oh, neither. And Volcano really kind of defines guilty pleasure so oh yeah it's not my entry but i really have to go with volcano i mean i'm gonna go with volcano i think it speaks volumes that when a couple years ago when hurricane sandy hit (laughs) and nathan and i were holed up in our apartment here in new york (laughs) the first thing we did was go to netflix and be like what should we watch oh volcano that's definitely what we should watch during this hurricane i love it um, so that definitely gets my vote. Waterworld, I remember kind of sticking up for at the time. Like, I don't even remember the movie at all. But I know that, I, I remember that its hype preceded it, that it was supposed to be this terrible, really expensive flop. Right. And so I watched it sort of being like sympathetic towards it. And I kind of 
liked it. And I really, I know you hate Kevin it's Costner, not as bad but as I like Kevin say, Costner. But. You have a soft spot for Kevin Costner. I do. My sister and I like to say that Kevin That's Costner totally makes only dreams. long, boring movies. No. I mean, I, I, no. Field of Dreams, it's everything I hate. Corn. Uh, talk about a cook. <laughs> baseball, sports. <laughs> everything I hate. That's list number one. Corn. <laughs> Corn, sports movies. Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. And talked about a talk about a cooked ham. Like <laughs> Kevin Costner from the time he was twenty five looked like an Easter surprise from the oven. <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? I'm saying he looks like he spent too many hours in the tanning bed. Yes, like maybe he's now, but he's always super. I mean he's not he's, younger. he's but he's like a cooked ham versus two. He's Sean still Penn's boiled ham. That's true. Cooked that's, is better than boiled, but he's still a like maple blade. It's it's just unsightly. Anyway, next. So volcano moves on. What do we got? No more hands, please. I'm gonna start describing people that way. Maple blades. Alright, we have Selena. Yes. Which will be competing against Ooh, another one of Matt's. Heart and Souls. <laughs> okay so heart and souls for those of you who don't know this is again like early 90s i swear it was like a tv movie but it wasn't i just feel like it was always on tv when i was i guess 10 or so robert downey jr is he is born at the same time as like a car accident that kills these four strangers on a bus and so they are like ghosts that follow him around throughout his life and it's like so Alfre Woodard, Charles Grodin. I want to say Annie Potts, but I know she's not in it. <laughs> but I love Annie Potts. Well, and this we, is like well, totally. We make it, Annie Potts is going to be all for it. Oh yes, please, and it'll again be Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. But uh, by the end, he has to like, you know, ease their souls so they can transition or they can move on into the afterlife. It's so schmaltzy and so Lifetime movie, but it gets to me every time. And it has a good soundtrack. There's lots of like. 50s or throwback songs it's a good movie but it's not but speaking of songs selena selena that movie is actually quite good mm-hmm. i really love that movie. Mm-hmm. no it is it is it is it, i don't even know it's what also is. What is selena, it's jennifer lopez as selena selena the, the singer. tejano singer yeah well sure but when was it released 97 Seven, okay yeah, yeah. no Oh, no, it's so good. And I've seen it, like, eight <laughs> times because every Spanish class in, like, middle school and, like, early high school is, like, this is vaguely relevant. Let's watch Selena. Even though it's, like, a plot point that Selena doesn't Teacher speak, doesn't like, do any Spanish. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's a plot point that she doesn't speak Spanish. I think it's her worst performance. No, she's great. That's Edward. I think it's Edward James Olmos's worst performance. Lupe t- or Lupe Anteravus or whoever. I'm sure she's fine. One who plays her boyfriend or husband. Oh, he's or terrible. He's terrible. No, it's I so think she's like, quite good. I think it's a Lifetime movie that got a theatrical release. Oh, it's good. Though. Well, and the music, I of think course, I'll, is great. If you don't object, I'll start. Please do. Put I'm, me out of my misery. Well, as you could guess, I'm going to go with Heart and Souls because I don't even know what the hell Selena is. I'm shocked but that you got through schooling without having to sit through Selena. The Motorcycle Diaries, sure, but not Selena. What? No. Um, well, that was when I was in college. That was 2004. Yeah, well, I'm younger. I guess. Um, <laughs> well, well, Selena died. So. 
she was murdered by the president of her fan Band club. club. Yeah. Oh. You have to watch this movie. Is it anything like Frida? <laughs> <laughs> no. There's no unibrow to be found. <laughs> um, yeah, Heart and Souls, it's one of the few movies Matt has made me watch that I've been grateful for. Oh, all right. So that's your vote. What is your vote, Matt? Because I'm in a dilemma, which is that I really don't like Selena, but I've not seen Heart and Souls. Oh, shit. I think I have to go with Selena. Oh, you would. I do. I mean, especially the more you talk about it being a crap movie, that makes me want to stick up for it more. It's more of a guilty pleasure. It's just really satisfying. It's like why people watch those Lifetime TV movies. They're just like satisfying. You know the beginning, you know the end. You know everything that's going to happen, but it's still satisfying to watch her rise and then tragic, untimely death. And then the music is good. I think I think Jennifer I'll, Lopez right, is actually I'll great. I'll vote for it movie. only because it's the only the only the one I have seen, and also because I loved Selena's songs, so I like the music. Now, does Jennifer Lopez have a first edition of the Odyssey? If only we had seen The Boy Next Door, it would have obviously been in this category. Automatic winner, probably. Well, buy Heart and Souls. If you haven't seen Heart and Souls, check it out. Okay, next we have Practical Magic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Up against Sister Act 2, <gasps> Back in the Habit. No, these are both mine. Ooh. It is back in the habit, right? It could be yes, back in the habit. No, it's but it is not back. I know. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, okay. If you wanna be somebody. I mean, okay. Yeah. It's obviously sister act for me. I'm not even gonna say anymore. Yeah, and no, it is. I mean, the Lauren Hill of it all, and Whoopi Goldberg is I an know. automatic plus two. But I do really like Practical Magic. I love Diane Weist and... Yes, um, and, and Stalker, Stalker Channing. Channing. Love them. And, and Margot got... Martindale is in it. She is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give me some witchcraft any day and I'm usually on board, but... Yeah. Whoopi's her love... own, like, brand of witch. Yeah. And it's like Nicole Kidman being, like, sexy and wild when she was still young, but she doesn't really do those parts anymore and I forget that she can do it. Yeah, she like got too I mean, famous that she's like a little self-conscious. Right. And she's her. like known to be sort of like icy, so or like refined in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a movie that's really about the bond of sisterhood. And it's starring it's really about a, a whole cast of women, which is still rare to see. It's still rare to see a movie that is like that. Yeah, we've got two two things about sisters. Yeah, track two is mm-hmm. also focused on sisterhood. God damn it! Why do these two come up against each other? <laughs> I want to vote for them both. That's what you get when you but, get heart and souls versus Selena. At the same time, I think just for that high note that that kid sings at the end of yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is that song? What is the song? Yeah, I, yeah. I know. it's not going to come to me, but yeah. that's a good moment. I love Sister Act. Kathy and Ajimi. So, yeah. She's, she's always... She's the best. Both amazing movies, though. And you should watch Practical Magic. But I think I do have to vote for Sister Act, too. Although it doesn't matter, because you both I, did anyway. So. I would say... I mean, I've already talked about Shelley Long, but Shelley Long... <laughs> 
Whoopi Goldberg and Bette Midler are kind of the triumvirate of guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> and Bette Midler was originally supposed to be... Yeah, Dolores. The, yeah, that's in right. In the first in sister first act, sister. the right. Whoopi Goldberg's part, which is why so many of the jokes in the first movie are questionable. If you think <laughs> about it. They're, they make sense if you're Bette joking Midler. about like a Jew being a nun. Versus, oh. like, oh. a black woman being a nun. To be honest. It just doesn't make... They, like, didn't change the screenplay. Wow. I, I <laughs> just, interesting. Yeah. Anyway. To be honest, much like Grease 2, <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Sister Act 2 a far many times more than... than the first Sister Act? The first Sister Act. Mm-hmm. Although I will say Sister Act 2 does get the immediate, like, two points knocked off once again with the whole Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt of it all. But... <gasps> oh my god, I forgot she was even in it. She was just one of oh, the she is just a shining star of this <laughs> bracket. <laughs> oh, what a guilty pleasure herself. Do we have the ghost whisperer on here? <laughs> yes, even though it's been a movie, we just threw it in just because. It's, it's your turn, Nathan. I just drew my. Oh no, you did practical magic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alright, so next we have. Ooh. The Net, speaking of more yes. Sandra Bullock. Sandy. Versus Dante's Peak. Oh no! Oh. This is our third in a row of the same. Isn't it heartbreaking when our own no. come up against each other? Had two of mine, and then two of Elizabeth's, not two of Nathan's. So The Net, classic 95, early, early internet well, Sandra Bullock thriller, and yeah. Dante's Peak, the companion, I guess, to Volcano. I mean, oh, this is painful. <laughs> I mean, Dante's Peak has the ash, just the beautiful ash <laughs> art direction, and it has... You are an ash lover. I, I love ash. I love ash on cheese. I tap ash. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Dante's Peak also has the oh, boiling... The boil, I am an ash man. The boiling hot... Lake water. The hot springs that turn into like a boil. Oh, that's from pot. Dante's Peak. Yeah. Okay. Where I feel See, like I confuse they, it. I feel like the people in the in the hot spring just turn into skeletons. I'm probably misremembering. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're in the middle of a volcanic eruption. Let me go for a dip in the hot springs, and their skin just melts off. It is. It is definitely one of those moments <laughs> where they're like, you know, like too young. People and they're having sex, which they should. Oh yeah, no, it's totally like, like you had sex. Ooh, and then you're they're dead. like touching one of them, like it's getting hot in here, and the other one's like, "Yeah, baby." And they're like, "No, seriously, it's hot in here." <laughs> <laughs> Cut to an hour later, just bones. <laughs> an anatomical, uh, just skeleton. And then you have you. Then you have the net, which was filmed in the heady days of. Oh, it's so good. Of internet and Sandra Bullock. None of us knew what internet was. Or Sandra Bullock. And more we importantly, were, Jeremy Northam. Yes, yes, we ma'am. were at his hottest. Yeah, and we were so scared about the the, the, this, web. the world, the world wide the net. It was it Netscape was, Navigator. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I think no. I mean, I have to be real. The net has a a, a place in my heart, but Dante's Peak. Oh. oh, I gotta go with the net. Yeah, me too. Oh, see for oh, me, I, see for me, I always liked Volcano more than Dante's Peak. And me too. So Volcano had my heart, but the net and really 
much like the docked points for JL, JL Hewitt, you <laughs> get Love. an immediate boost for hottest version Jeremy Northam. Yes. Sandy. Sandy Bullock. Well, of course. I think we all know I'm a big Sandy Bullock, considering every, every one of his brackets we do, I'm always pushing for Sandra Bullock movies. <laughs> and they never work for me. Well, this one I can't did. believe the one that finally went through was the, the net. net. <laughs> you should have stuck with that the whole time. It's obviously Holiday your best movies, film. Holiday movies, the net. <laughs> Romantic comedies, the, the net. net. <laughs> All right, ooh, this one is this one is good. Our next matchup is Face Off. Mm-hmm. Another ooh. classic. What's it gonna face off against? Nick, oh, yuck, yuck, get yuck. out. Um, <laughs> against the craft. Both mine again. Ooh. Okay. This is tough. I mean, you do have those amazing dove shots of Face Off. <laughs> There's a lot of subtleties in both of these movies, really. Oh my god, I love Face Off. Joan Allen. Yeah. Not so much John Travolta or Nicolas Cage, but no, Alessandro like... Nivola is so great, though. Oh my god, I don't even remember him being in that yeah, movie. I love him. He's Nicolas Cage's brother in that movie. He's so good. Well. When I was young, Feruza Bulk was the same person as Cleo Duvall. <laughs> for okay. me. Naturally. Naturally. And so Two of our biggest stars. Double trouble. <laughs> um, naturally, I loved everything they were in. She was in. It was one person. And um, I enjoyed many a game of light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yes. As a child. Yep. And I would be denying my inner witch if I didn't go with the craft. So Where did Clea reasons, Duvall come in in this discussion? <laughs> yeah. Because she's she's through the bulk. Okay. They're the same person. Sure, sure. Yep. It's a well-known We do got to get in our Clea Duvall quota. We have to mention Among A-list, <laughs> A-list Hollywood types. Well-known conspiracy theory. Um, I've already forgot. It's... I've, I off. clearly am going with the craft because I forgot what the other one was. Face, Face off. off. Wow. Yeah, good, I mean, I... gin and ginger. Obviously, my my sisterhood witch movie of choice would have been Practical Magic, but I still love the craft and would vote for the craft over Face Off as well. It's so, like, so. faux, angsty. Oh, like, yeah. No, oh, it's it was fabulous. totally our era of, like, that's a cool movie. That's, right. That's, that's, like, not quite subversive, but that's what... Right. Watch. I always think scary. of watching like the craft and scream. Maybe it's the Nev Campbell yeah. of it all, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I do love Face Off. It, I, that I would put right up with like The Rock or yeah, The Rock, um, which was narrowly chosen as one of mine. But yeah, The Rock was pretty great. Yeah. Okay. Next we have Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes, ma'am. Coming up against Powder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Powder. uh, (laughs) Do tell. That classic film for all the outcasts in the the listening community that's listening. (laughs) (laughs) I loved Powder. It really spoke to me. I wanted electric powers. Mm. I was part albino. I 
<laughs> I actually, I had an albino gerbil. When wow. I was growing. Named Powder? No, I think it was named, like, Reba Cheap, a la Voyage of the Dawn Treader, C.S. Lewis. Oh, yes. Um, sure. But, so I have a, I have an albino, you know, slot in my heart. <laughs> Don't we all? You're an albino slot uh, and a real Ashman. I am. But uh, but Drops Ed Gortis is the clear winner. Oh, I mean, yes. Far away. I've also never As seen a Minnesota, Potter, but... it's, it's a must-see. Again, Drops Ed Gortis is probably my top ten movies of all time. Oh, legit. And, every, and I've seen it dozens of times. And every time I watch it, it gets better. Yeah. It's really good. It's, it's so astute. It's really everybody at the top of their game, too. Totally. Like, More across cast. the board, even people who I don't always like or I never like. I mean, even freaking Denise, Denise Richards. Richards is hilarious. Who is one of the movie. worst I mean, actresses who has oh, ever appeared on the screen. screen. Terrible, but ever. is she excellent in Drop Dead Is perfect for that part. Doesn't even need to an attempt attempt in a, a Minnesotan accent. Oh, no, she's like a Southern accent. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Why not? Why not? I mean, I love the Alley is so great. Anytime I, I tell people, especially when I was like working on cruise ships, anytime I told people I was from Minnesota, they'd be like, oh, have you seen Drop Dead Gorgeous? And it's totally gotten this cult reputation. And right. I love all these articles that have come out recently with like interviews with Allison Janney, who is amazing. Yes. Every every single time she's on screen, but especially in Drop Dead Gorgeous, oh. I have come out with all these articles recently about how people keep asking her about that film of like all the things in the West Wing and all the things many, she's done. It's just, done. nope, Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because I think Most part of the smartest. reason I, I think part of the reason I loved the her in The Way, Way Back so much mm. is that I feel like her character in The Way, Way Back could have just been her character from Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> like 10 years later. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Props to Alice and Jenny. Okay, next we have The Cutting Edge. Yes. Versus six days, seven nights. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. This is tough. The Cutting Edge, amazing. I made Nathan watch it finally last, whenever the last Winter Olympics was. Because, I mean, I'm always partial to romantic comedies, as you may have, well, we all kind of are, as you may have heard from our last romantic comedy bracket for, for Valentine's Day. But I love D.B. Sweeney and Mara Kelly and The Cutting Edge. Yeah. It's also kind of Lifetime movie-ish. Oh, and totally. like. Her dad is, like, the rich one who's, like, funding them and really wants her to get the gold, and he's this... I mean, it, it's preposterous that they and would be like, oh, she can't lock. get a partner, let's get... Yeah, it's Terry O'Quinn. Terry yeah. It's, oh, she can't yes. get a partner, let's get this hockey player who had some accident so he can't play hockey anymore, <laughs> but now he can figure skate? Like, no, that's right. totally backwards. If you were, like... An injured figure skater, you could maybe play hockey. Not that hockey isn't, like, rough, but, like, figure skating, right. different beasts. Right. Oh, but it's so good. And it's so great. The Pemchenko. The Pemchenko. Oh, my God. Yeah. But Anne Haitian Six Days, Seven Nights is, like, classic. If you haven't seen Six Days, Seven Nights, another Harrison it's Ford, great. Anne Haitian, David Schwimmer, it's another preposterous romantic comedy plot. <laughs> But Anne Heche is genius. She goes for it. Once again. Yes. <laughs> Bogey and Bacall. Right. No, I, I will stick up no, for this have, chemistry. Their chemistry is chemistry. amazing. I, and that's I what makes agree. this so good. I do agree, but on paper you're like... Them? Really? Ford and Heche together again. <laughs> or Heche no, and Tommy Lee Jones. She just has chemistry with anything. 
she's she does really go for broke and and actually he does too. It's one of the last performances. He's pretty loose and where he's funny. loose and yeah. having fun before he became he's just not like a grumpy grandpa. <laughs> yeah. He came before his grumpy grandpa days. Oh. Or like bad B thrillers. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. makes. Got Star Wars coming up. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to pick, so I'm going to defer to one of you to start. Well, I think I have to, to stay true to my disaster movie roots. Um, and go for cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of these is disaster movie, but the marooning. Um, right like Desert Island. Yeah, pirates. The, yeah. yeah, kind of catastrophic, apocalyptic situation. Um, six Days, Seven Nights. The plane Narrowly. crash is one of the best. This scenes. is a good matchup. This is a great yeah. There's a rock on the beach. There's a rock on the beach. <laughs> Xanax. My doctor, my doctor prescribed for situations of tension. <laughs> oh my god. it's She's so good. I mean, well. First off, I think it's a little biased because I have seen Six Days, Seven Nights more recently than The Cutting Edge because mm-hmm. we just rewatched it earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, again, sort of like, what was it earlier? That yeah, we had like oh, true, Beverly Hills versus Spice World where it's like young girl Elizabeth versus middle school Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so hard. Ultimately, I think I might go six days, seven nights, and my sole reason is, well, one, I've seen it more recently, and two, I'm sick and tired of cold weather, so I'm picking Tropical Beach <laughs> over ice skating. Over right? ice skating. And really, that's my Fair reasoning, because they're both well, good horrific. Because, gun to my head, I would have gone with Cutting Edge, but I think just because it's earlier, I watched it more growing up, whereas right. six days, seven nights, I was already a little older by the right. time it came Oh, I, man, you know, I've seen the Cutting Edge so many times. It's such a great movie. Another lifetime, just not not good, but it's so good. Oh, yeah. Guilty pleasure. And they've made like seven ABC sequels, movies, yeah. ABC Family sequels, which is where it should have been the whole time. It's just an ABC Family. Ooh, movie. I'm already excited about this next matchup. The first movie in our next matchup is Sphere. Yes. Which will be facing off against Showgirls. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh. Incredible. Just uh, heart-wrenching, really. Okay, well, there's no possible way I'm not going to go with Showgirls. Showgirls is incredible. Like, you cannot even build up <laughs> an anticipation. Of, you can't build up the hype on the film. If you've never seen Showgirls and you're expecting a bad movie, you're going to get a bad movie, but it's so, so incredibly awful. It's incredible. It is really terrible. It's everything is firing on all cylinders. Elizabeth Berkeley is just shit. Talk about and giving it, it a match- roll, though. Everyone is like, I don't she know what. Shot. It's like who I forget the director's name, but I don't. He's a genius. He got all these people to be on the same level and was like, "This is my vision." It is utter crap. Yeah. And it is an incredibly entertaining film. Well, I'm going to stick so up candy. for Sphere because I don't think it's going to get much time. doesn't have much time left <laughs> in this bracket. Um, it's a guilty pleasure book. It's a guilty Agreed. pleasure movie. Michael it's, Crichton. Yes, Michael Crichton. It's Sharon Stone. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Lawrence Fishburne, maybe? No. Uh, no. I thought it was Samuel. Uh, 
Is it? I think it's Samuel he's Jackson. All, he's in everything. Um, all these, you know, heavy hitter actors in a shit film <laughs> that I absolutely <laughs> ate up when I was younger. Um, I, I would equate Elizabeth Berkley and Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone. <laughs> I, I definitely have to go with Showgirls, and I think Matt has said enough. It, but uh, but Sphere has my heart. It's for sex. I would actually probably go with Sphere only because Showgirls I didn't discover until I was much later. And it's almost so bad it's good that it's like amusing to watch, but it's not something that I actually take pleasure from. Whereas Sphere, when I watched it as a kid, was something that now I can see that it's a terrible movie. But I was like... I loved the book so much, and it was so captured my imagination that I really liked it at the time. Yeah. But Showgirls is an admirable choice. Mm-hmm. And move forward. Okay, so the final pairing that we have... Of our first round. Of our first round is Outrageous Fortune, <laughs> featuring Shelley Long and Bette Midler. Two of the triumvirate. Yes, and The Three Musketeers, oh. featuring The Three Musketeers. Charlie Sheen, <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Well, I put Oliver Platt. I put Outrageous Fortune in here. I've never seen the Three Musketeers. Oh. I'm obviously choosing Outrageous Fortune. It's a true gem of the '80s. Um, it's it a, is. It's a oh, best friend comedy. Kind of the anti-best friend comedy, but in its way. Um, slash action, slash thriller, slash everything you've ever wanted from a from a Bette Midler, Shelley Long movie. Which was so successful, I think, that led yeah. to Shelley Long being like, bye, cheers, yeah. I'm going to go to Troop Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, but also for me, it's just personal because we had this on VHS growing up, so I watched, I've seen Outrageous Fortune more times than any other movie. Which is funny then that it's coming up again. So my easy vote would be Three Musketeers. I didn't see Outrageous Fortune until I was older. But Three Musketeers, there was a period where I watched that movie over and over and over. Like it was a running joke with my grandmother that she'd be like, <laughs> is Elizabeth going to watch? Because we would visit, you know, my grandparents and she'd be like, is Elizabeth going to watch Three Musketeers again? <laughs> I mean, I must have easily have seen that movie a hundred times. I'm not even kidding. I've seen that movie so many times. I don't know what it was about that movie in that period. Of, I mean, I must have been like eight. But I loved that movie. I have not seen it in probably a decade, but probably more than any other movie I have watched that movie. Wow. We've got Nathan having watched Outrageous Fortune more than any other film, and Elizabeth watched Three Musketeers more than any other movie. <laughs> this is an interesting pairing. I handily am in going with Outrageous Fortune. I This is a movie I also watched several times growing up. I loved it. And before Nathan and I ever met almost a decade ago, just incredible that we we both found this movie. Not that it's a super obscure movie, but a true gem of the 80s, like he said. And it makes me a little sad that Elizabeth and Nathan vetoed 9 to 5, which... It's too good. It's too good. Outrageous Fortune is too good. No, not as good as 9 to 5. No, it's not as good. Whatever. Outrageous <laughs> Fortune handily moves on to our next round. All right, so our next round, let's start it Sweet off. 16. 
Ooh, with Showgirls. <laughs> versus Air Force One. Oh. Well. Oh, uh, this is quite easy for me. It's Showgirls all the way. I will concur. Showgirls. All right. So it moves on. We got off that plane and went right to Las Vegas to wear our best Versace. <laughs> dance in the, in the show. In the show. All right, our next matchup is Sister Act 2 mm-hmm. versus Deep Impact. Ooh. God, it's hard. I don't feel like either of them is bad. <laughs> I don't feel that guilty for my <laughs> Though, to be clear, I don't think you should feel bad for liking any movies. There's no such thing, really, as a guilty pleasure. That's true. Well, okay. Well, there are some, some <laughs> guilty pleasures. <laughs> well, I'll say for me, it's easily Sister Act 2. I have seen that movie so many times. I mean, it's just a real upper. You can't watch that movie and not just feel the spirit in you. <laughs> oh, sure. And Lauren well, Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it's very easily deep impact mm. for the same. Well, it's a real upper. It's not a real upper, but I, <laughs> yeah. I've seen it so many times, and I never, ever will get tired of watching the Earth be destroyed. <laughs> you are a destruction slut. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am gonna go with Sister Act Two only because oh. I feel like Deep Impact is a actually a good movie. If only because I compare it to Armageddon, which is crap. I mean, entertaining. Michael Bay, crap. Right. That I feel like, in comparison, Deep Impact is a good movie. Sister Act 2 is... <coughs> Excuse me. Whatever. Oh, I'm back in the habit. Um, All those 90s fashion. Moving on. Um, Selena. Yes, ma'am. Goes up against Never Been Kiss. Oh. oh. Also known as home fries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, it's Selena all the way. And for me, it's never been kissed all the way. And for me, it's never been kissed all because the way. Because you've never seen Selena. Yeah, um, well, as good a reason as any. Bring it back to Spanish class. <laughs> Next, Drop Dead Gorgeous versus Whoa. Six Days, Seven Nights. Oh. Ooh. Those are similar uh drop dead gorgeous yeah yeah i i know it doesn't matter but i'm just gonna say six days seven nights because i don't feel guilty for liking drop dead gorgeous I think fair enough that's true it's that is i think true. it's a really genius movie. movie yeah so that's a that's a good that's that a, fair, a point. fair point but alas your point no one gets shit <laughs> <laughs> Fair, but irrelevant. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. This next one's really tough. Troop Beverly Hills is up against Romy and Michelle's high school group. No. Oh, uh-huh. no. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a real Sophie's Choice. <laughs> I think when they that's remake, harder than Sophie's Choice. I think when choice. they remake Sophie's Choice, it's going to be about this moment. Considering right that we'll never have children, this is Sophie's, <laughs> this is Sophie's Choice. Yeah, right this is a drunk's choice right here. <laughs> no, I'm 100% Romy Michelle's. I, I think True Beverly Hills is a worse movie, but I'm right. my heart is. I've got that slot for for Romy and Michelle. 
Well, speaking of slots, I have a big old <laughs> slot, slot, slot for sure Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, I this is a hard choice. They're both very worthy, but I uh, I enjoyed in a guilty manner true Beverly Hills a lot more than Romeo and Michelle's. No, Romeo and Michelle. I mean it. No. Female friendship. But Romeo and Michelle's is better. Mira Sorvino right, so and you just said that. Yeah, but it's also not that great. Here's the here's the thing again, which is like, what are we, as Nathan would say, what are we trying to do here? This is yeah. What is the point? These are the fundamental Get questions. Get drunk and <laughs> celebrate one year of Cinedrunk's existence. Cheers. Um. Yes, because. Romeo and Michelle's is one that I think is less guilty. I think it's more widely acknowledged as being a really great cult, sort of subversive, funny movie. Whereas True Beverly Hills is just not good. <laughs> yeah. But it that's is. So no, but that's what I mean. It's, but sort of objectively speaking, it shouldn't be. Oh, this is really hard. But at the end of the day, I think I have to go with awesome female friendship, and I'm going to go Romeo and Michelle. Yes, ma'am. I thought you were going to go away. Well, I almost did, and then I, you know, that one was hard. It was very hard. Yeah, well. (laughs) Hopefully your judgment will prove better next time. Um, (laughs) Next, (laughs) we have Volcano versus Outrageous Fortune. That is a tough one for you, sir. It is. Um, It is very tough. But again, I think there is something about these disaster movies that just (laughs) wets my whistle. (laughs) I mean... Not just the fact that you said wets my whistle, but the the tone of voice, the the line delivery there was... Keeps me coming back for more. And I... I know Outrageous Fortune is near and dear to my heart, but I also think it it has legitimate quality. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Kind of. It has sort legitimate of. quality. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but it also really doesn't. I mean, yeah, just you're right. break down the actual plot of the film and how Shelley Long and Bette Midler meet, and then... Okay, I can't go first. They're like I can't <laughs> in the first. acting class, and then they're both dating the same guy as Peter Coyote. It's just ludicrous, but it's so good. That movie is filled with amazing scenes. I have to go with Outrageous Fortune. Have to. I, once again, this is, I'm a little biased, because Outrageous Fortune was not part of my childhood the way it was yours. So mm-hmm. I didn't see it until I was older. And I do agree, it's terrifically bad, but terrific. <laughs> um... But I am much like Nathan. There is something about disaster and emergencies and people having to pull together in scrappy situations. And I always, in my mind, picture that I would be the Anne (laughs) Heche slash Tommy Lee Jones of the story when probably I'd be the guy on the subway who... (laughs) Jumps into the lava and his legs melt. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I have to go with Volcano because that is also a sweet spot for me. It wets my whistle as well. <laughs> whistle wetted. All right. Well, the record has already shown that disaster movies are my jam. Mm -hmm. But in this instance, Ooh. I have to stay true to myself. Ah. I remember playing the movie about Rage's fortune, fortune. And pretending to jump from rocky outcrop to rocky outcrop just, right. like, like just as Shelley Long does <laughs> at the end of our I think you mean Shelley Long's body double that is like it's a, clearly a, a body perfect double. split right. <laughs> like grandjete <laughs> for the gods um, so that's my that's my fortune, fortune narrowly that was, that was a tough one. Again. Next, we have The Net versus Cruel Intentions. Ooh. Oh, God, like just total 90s. The Net easily wins for me. I think it does for me, too, and I think it's just because I do not feel guilty loving Cruel Intentions. It feels, like it, a, yeah. exactly. it feels like a teen movie that's marketed totally to teens. We were teens at the time, right. and I should have liked it, and I did. Right. The Net did not have <laughs> such clear ambitions. It just was trying to make a thriller with Sandy Bullock, and it's kind of crap, but yeah. it plays good on a Saturday morning on TBS. So yeah. I don't feel guilty throwing it on. Yeah, Cruel Intentions is kind of trashy but it knows it's trash it does it embraces right. that whereas the net which helps it's which quality. also gets my vote is just a tangled web of madness but of interwebs <laughs> a, a, a whole net of web. netting webs a whole business. net of netting remember when um getting your personality or getting your identity stolen was such a new concept i do oh yeah times all right, our final matchup of the Sweet 16 is Clue versus The Craft. Ooh. Yikes. Um, once again, I'll start. Clue, top 10 movie of all time. Freaking love it. It has to get my vote. Just because I can't see a world. I mean, we could honestly be in doing, like, the best romantic dramas of all time and if Clue were in there I would vote for it even though it's clearly not a romantic <laughs> drama because I know you can make the argument that you shouldn't feel guilty about loving this movie I hear that argument I can't I mean I, I can't it would be like against my religion and my religion is Madeline Kahn yeah well for me you know when I was younger oh, there were, more. There were oh. three things I wanted in this world I wanted to be one was a figure skater. Naturally. Two was a clogger. <laughs> and three was a witch. So the craft is an obvious choice for me. I'm learning so not much. Not astronaut, about not fire <laughs> fighter. Nope, it's clogger. Figure skater. <laughs> figure skater. <laughs> witch. A witch. <laughs> Oh, witch. Uh, I would love to, like, peek in on, like, Nathan's <laughs> kindergarten class. And be like, what do you want to be when you grow up, kids? A witch. <laughs> no, Nathan, you can't pick that. Okay, a clogger. What? No, pick something else. Here are some traditional things you can choose from. A fire 
figure skater. <laughs> so that means you're choosing the cutting edge. <laughs> you're choosing the craft. Oh yes, yes. Oh god. Um. No, I think I have to go with Clue. I feel like I've already used some logic, like two minutes ago, that you should not go with the better film or some something along those lines. Yeah. But I have to go with Clue, even though I think it's a better movie. The Craft, I think, is more of a, a guilty pleasure. Right. But and Clue, I would I would more loop into the or lump into the like cult film right category. That's certainly what it's become, but. I prefer it. So, and I love the craft. I mean, I, really I used to, I remember on days that I would, I was sick and I had to stay home, I would watch the, I would watch Clue on a loop and I would memorize all of Miss Scarlet's lines and I would like act them out. And I loved that there were multiple endings and I was so yes. bummed, even as a young, younger kid, knowing that it was released in theaters with like this movie, this theater is showing only ending one. a, this right. movie is showing ending B and that I was never going to get to experience that. And I, I know it was kind of a flop, but I can't believe that no one's like done something like that since like right. a choose your own adventure. Like you're going to have to see this movie more than once if you want to see the like multiple endings, Yeah. which I guess would like, that would just show up on the special features for the DVD or whatever. But right. ugh. clue it is Clue. moving on. All right, we're to our our final eight. Our elite eight, I believe. I just it, pulled. You just pulled. It is Nathan. Let's, okay. let's get to our final four, folks. Okay, first matchup is Romy and Michelle's high school reunion versus Vanette. Ooh. Romy. Romy, Romy, Romy. Mira Sorvino, Lisa Kudrow. Janine Garofalo, Alan Cumming. Well, I'm going to say the net just because it's, well, because it's my choice. But <laughs> <laughs> it's nearer and dearer to my heart. And Romy and Michelle's I didn't see until I was older. But it's a hard, it's a hard matchup. Yeah. It's also like Romy and Michelle's is, well, they're both at this point kind of nostalgic, which is always a big thing. But like Romy and right. Michelle's like, Clearly was released in the 90s, but was nostalgic for the 80s. Like, is the net really nostalgic? Does anyone us. ever think about the net? I was surprised. No, but if you think about it right now, we're, we've already <laughs> so been discussing like the early, the origins of the internet and like. <laughs> yeah, but again, I would say Romy Michelle's is too good. That's again my yeah. argument as well. So. I would say they are equally well regarded in terms of critical acclaim. <laughs> I mean, in terms of not well regarded, they're probably both about yeah. like sixty or seventy percent. Right. I'm in a real tough spot here because Romeo and Michelle, I probably would be, you know, it's the better movie. But I saw it later. I mean, not like a lot later, but it just you know the net was when I was a kid. And also, Jeremy Northam. <laughs> I can't get over it. It was like The Net, and then he did Emma mm -hmm. with Gwyneth Paltrow, yep. and I had a huge crush. Jeremy Northam was a significant crush of my formative years. Um, and it's Sandra Bullock, and you guys never let me have Sandra Bullock movies. But it's also like, I th when I think and Guilty Sandra Pleasure, Bullock, I'm thinking like, these are movies I want to watch over and over right. and over I would again. watch The Net this second. But Romy and Michelle. 
I'm voting for the net just because yes. I'm going to Jeremy Norton. <laughs> Whatever. And I don't feel guilty. It's a bunch of bunk. <laughs> a bunch of bunk. Alright, we've got Drop Dead Gorgeous versus Sister Act 2. <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous. I mean, it's just what you do if you're... Not a total frag. That's just what yeah, you do. Yeah, I say drop that gorgeous. Yeah, me too. Sorry, J Love. <laughs> That's it for her. Well. All right, we have Showgirls mm -hmm. versus Never Been Kissed. Well, for me, it's very easy. It's Showgirls. Yeah. Yeah. I hardly feel guilty. Whereas, well, I was gonna say mine is the opposite. Is that never been kissed? I feel like is less embarrassing than showgirls. Right, like that's almost what my thinking is. Is like, I'm much more embarrassed. Showgirls. Oh yeah, showgirls is one that if I. If someone's gonna be like, oh, what are you watching? I'm gonna be real embarrassed to be like, oh, showgirls. Right. <laughs> so it gets my vote. Right. <laughs> okay, and finally, uh, for the last pairing that will determine the final four. Outrageous Fortune versus Clue. Oh, God. I mean, mine's Clue. Mine's Outrageous Fortune. No. Um, oof. I feel like Outrageous Fortune is, like, so personal to you. I feel like Romy and Michelle is my, like, number Clue's one. Outrageous <laughs> Fortune is your number one, and Clue is basically your number, number one, one, and this is just... Oh, it's totally my number one. ...really rough. Did anyone recognize you? <laughs> Again, though, I feel like Clue is a better movie than Outrageous Fortune is. But and I feel like not. Clue, again, like I said earlier, it's kind of a well-regarded cult movie, whereas Outrageous Fortune is kind of a more forgettable 80s Shelley Long and Bette Midler. Shelley and Long Shelley and Bette Long Midler. teaches you how to die on stage with the best... <laughs> And then she does it Death better secrets. later she's it, with the fake teacher. Yeah, no, I'm going outrageous fortune. With, with props to Clue, it just doesn't go on. Okay, we're down to final Let's get down to these, these finals. Final pairing, outrageous fortune versus showgirls. Oh. Yeah, this is just getting... More and more. I think it's funny that this this maybe more than any of the, of the other bracket that we've done is somehow the hardest. Well, because they're the most personal to us. Guilty right. pleasures are really personal. Really personal, personal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. It's also delightful to see as we were compiling our independent lists, we had many that were sort of overlapping or we were all considering putting on our lists. Mm -hmm. It's delightful to see we all have so many guilty pleasures in common. Amen. Well, oh, this is tough. I think I have to. I have to go with outrageous fortune, mm. and I. I actually am surprising myself, even though I put that one in. I also would have. I think all of us sort of put showgirls in there. Um, it's. I think it's because showgirls is more. Ref more commonly referenced in pop culture 
it seems yeah. like even it's, as a guilty pleasure. So yeah. yeah, so it's almost more accepted in that way, right? Um, whereas outrageous fortune feels more like mine, and we're talking about what's uh, what's personal, and I have to go with that. Well. My personal is Clue, but that's not in here anymore, so... Well, mine's Romy and Michelle, and that's not in here anymore, so... <laughs> um... That's hard. I think, actually, in the end, I... Showgirls is just such a disaster that it's fascinating to watch. But it's not one that I would ever... It's a good one to watch in a group. Mm-hmm. To, like, laugh at it together. But it's not one... When I think guilty pleasure, I also think one where, like, if I'm alone in bed on a Saturday morning... It's, like, comforting to watch. It's comforting and enjoyable to watch. And I don't think that Showgirls works in that oh, way. It does, though. <laughs> it doesn't for me. So I think I would go with Outrageous Fortune. I would, too. And, I again, I think it's because... Showgirls is more accepted as, like, this is right. almost the definition of a guilty pleasure. Right. And I feel like Outrageous Fortune is more forgotten. Right. Agreed. So our final two must be dropping. Yeah. Process of elimination. Drop the gorgeous and the net. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I love that the net made it to our final four. Final four. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, Jeremy Northam, you're having a comeback. That movie almost, the net almost didn't even make your your top ten, Nathan. Yeah, it was an... Yeah, or it was an it, obvious one? Okay. It was an obvious yeah. one. I just didn't, I thought of it kind of at the last minute. But I loved that movie. Good thought. And I, this is a pretty easy decision for me. I'm going with the net because... Like I said a few rounds ago, Drop Dead Gorgeous is a brilliant movie. I don't feel guilty whatsoever about it. Right. Um, so for me, it's the net. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I feel like I have to go with Drop Dead Gorgeous, if only because, and I agree, I think it's a great movie, but I also feel like there are a lot of people who don't know what this movie is. Which is crazy to me. Like, it's such an Im- important part of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I legitimately love this movie with all of my heart. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. I don't... I probably made my top ten list for... I think it was 99. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a cult movie that's only gained in reputation as the years go on. And I'm happy to promote that ascendance because I think it's brilliant. And I, I do think it's a guilty pleasure. You know, it's not like a, a genre or a style that's really, like, well-regarded. Right. Well, I do, you know, I think especially now because it has become sort of a cult movie. And I think I've been drawn to people who have similar senses of humor as myself. Mm-hmm. So pretty much all of my friends now, or at least my close friends, all know the movie and like it. But, like, even my sister has never really seen it. I quote it when I go home, and she doesn't remember the movie because she just wasn't interested in it. And But I remember seeing it, I must have been a freshman in high school, in 99, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it with my friend Julie in the movie theater, and it was maybe, like, 
a third fool. It wasn't oh, yeah. full no, at all. It wasn't successful. And we were the only people laughing. No one else was laughing in the theater. And she and I were like crying. We were laughing so hard and <laughs> thought it was so brilliant, which it is. But it, it does strike me as a movie that maybe doesn't play well for everyone. It should. Right. Everyone who doesn't think it's funny is like horrible and probably like the latest, I don't know. You know, Will Ferrell. No, I love Will Ferrell, but I don't know. The latest, like, generic comedy. Adam Sandler. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They all love, uh, <laughs> what he does with all those guys? Grown-ups. Grown-ups, yes. Yeah. People who think grown-ups is the height of comedy don't really get dropped in gorgeous. So for that, it's a, it's enough of a guilty pleasure, and that way I'm going to vote for dropped in gorgeous. As am I. But the net, I mean. Rip the net. It was a tough one. <laughs> All right, so our final is Outrageous Fortune versus Drop Dead Gorgeous. Who would have predicted such a final pairing? I would. <laughs> well, yes, you probably would. Who would have predicted that the net would have been in our top, our four? top four? I'm so <laughs> delighted. I hope Jeremy Northland's agents are listening to this. hope so. Well, I'm fine this, with either of these women. Yeah, I feel like we've a, had a pretty. This is a win-win yeah. for me. Yeah. I'm. I'm just gonna vote first because I think it's more obvious what I'm gonna vote for, which is outrageous fortune, mm-hmm. and it's really only because it's such a personal, right, um, thing for me. But they're both great. Um, I think Drop Dead Gorgeous is the better movie. Yeah. Totally. Um, but. I'd be happy with either one. I'm going to stick with Drop Dead Gorgeous. And I feel like even if it wasn't for the Minnesota of it all, I would still be head over heels in love with this movie. It's like perfectly my humor, the whole mockumentary of it all. Yeah. (laughs) I love this. mockumentary of it all. (laughs) It's clearly our saying of the Of it all. Yeah. (laughs) The Steve Buscemi of it all. or 11. (laughs) The cast that it centers on a small town beauty pageant. The political <laughs> incorrectness of it all. Oh, the whole thing. It's so sarcastic. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going with Drop Dead Gorgeous. And I will also do uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. A worthy so winner. That is our winner of our Guilty Pleasure Showdown. But really, I think we would all recommend all 32 of these movies. With a big grain of salt. Call There's a whole block a, of salt. Just but call out a work for a couple of days. And watch just them all. Mainline, you can do it in this order. Deep impacts, Nate guys never been kissed. Monos, just right down the list. <laughs> By the time you get to Greece too, you're going to need to take a little break. Go for a walk or something, and then you can come back and pick it, pick it back up. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And while you're at it, you know, we had plenty of movies that didn't quite make the 32. For me, I had um, Conspiracy Theory, mm. Deep Blue Sea, yes. Flatliners with Julia Roberts. Sure. Um, all kinds of goodies. Yeah. Can't hardly wait. Yeah. I had One Fine Day, which no. I know. You don't get to tell me no. <laughs> Mission to Mars. <laughs> A Walk to Remember? No. Yes, man. <laughs> Who's that girl with Madonna? The Burbs. Oh, no, no. It just the gets better and better. so good. Tremors. The Rock. They're really... Meet Joe Black. Ransom. <laughs> yes, Down with Love. 
There are so many. So many. So, so many. we hope, we wish Basketball. for you all to enjoy this spring with some guilty pleasure movies and a pint of ice cream and your favorite cheap, cheap liquor. beer that tastes like piss. Yay! Cheers! <laughs> Cheers! Happy, Happy one year! <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.